1: Welcome to Wednesday Night Flex, a weekly look at high school sports in the ATX. Go to flxatx.com and follow at FlexATX on social media. And now, here's Zach Lucero, Cameron Parker, and the Flex family. Wednesday Night Flex on the Horn.
2: Flex. ATX. Wednesday night you know the vibes. that means we're talking high school sports all across the 512 last show of the season I'm your host Zach Lucero at FLX ATX on our social media at Zach ain't whack on my social media to my right the son of Aaron Hogan that you hear every morning mr. Nolan Hogan what up what up and uh, behind the glass he uh, graces us with his presence like once every couple weeks (laughs) Mr. Cameron Parker, last show of the season, Cam.
3: Yeah, you sad, Zach?
2: Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I would say I, I'm sad to like not see you as often, but I still don't, even though we do the yeah, show. Yeah, pretty But, much so. um, but yeah. I mean, I, I think we've had a good like run of shows. I think it's been really, um, it, it's been cool to see like the success of the people that we've had on the show. I mean, we're getting these kids like we're going to talk to a couple of them that are just like in the prime of their athletic career, like trying to figure things out for the next level. Um, and then we've been lucky enough for like a handful of kids that we've talked to have gone out and either gotten that offer made that commitment or won that game right after us so it's been really fun game
3: and you guys had mason cochran on last week and what happens he goes out and wins the seven on seven state title Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: i I think that's the biggest piece of news um just so we can go straight into coming to the 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 current events uh but the round rock dragons winning the uh, state seven on seven uh championship i mean cameron was that a surprise to you
3: I think a little bit. Undefeated. I think a little bit. And Leonard Moore didn't play, right? He did. He did He did play. Okay. I heard he did not play. Okay. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, undefeated. Um, I believe they knocked off College Station. A&M Consolidated consolidated, consolidated, on the way. Uh, Will Hargett, I think he's going to be a junior this year. He had some good plays last year. I think he had a pretty good seven-on-seven series. But yeah, congrats to uh, Dragons. And also heard that Cody Moore, the brand-new head coach, was also at Omaha in the College World Series. So, I had some people text in saying he was repping TCU, which ties into one of our guests here today.
4: Yeah, um, but Mason Cochran also playing linebacker. Yeah. That's he, he cra- winning. He, he didn't have
3: a game-winning interception, but he had a big interception.
2: Stealing, in that, right? Yeah,
4: yeah. Big pick.
2: And then I heard, I heard you talking about that uh, with, with Chad on, uh, on, on his show, Cameron, um, filling in for Zay. Uh, but you, you missed that episode. But uh, Mason was in here t- telling us because he's trying to figure out his recruiting. Yeah. Because this is a quarterback that if you look at his stats and watch his film, he's running the ball uh, most of the time. So it's hard. It's been hard for him to kind of communicate to coaches like, hey, I, I I can play that traditional quarterback role. He has a couple of small uh, Division one offers. The first one being Austin P as a quarterback. But he told us and Corey Mose that he's telling these schools that that he will that he can play linebacker yeah. at the next level. And going as far as telling new head coach, uh, Coach Moore, like, hey, I, I want to play some linebacker during the season. So he's, like, working in at Mike Linebacker, which we saw on 7-on-7. Seven Seven.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Which That's is which is
3: crazy because I think in this district, as we'll maybe talk about throughout the show, it feels like Round Rock is in a really good position for second place in that district right now behind Vandergrift. Deuce Adams coming in. I believe he's a four-star quarterback committed to Louisville, so we'll see what Deuce and Eli bring to the Vipers, who are coming off a great run last year, but it feels like Round Rock and Mason Cochran are in a really good position going into this season.
2: I mean, you could even say that um, that Round Rock might be the favorite because I feel like we know the most about Round Rock coming into this season. I mean, we don't we don't know for sure who's going to play quarterback for for, for Vannegrift. We, we don't know about the running back position. I mean, I mean, that was Alex Witt for the longest time, but he's not there anymore. We know Miles Coleman. We know Alex Foster on the defense, um, but those are really the biggest names. And I feel like this is – Vannegrift, you know what they're going to have every year coming into the season, and we don't know that this year, but we do know that about Round Rock. I mean, we know what they have on the defensive side of the ball – uh, we know Mason Cochran we see the guys at seven on seven that they're that they're putting out at the wide right receiver position including Leonard Moore who has played some played some wide receiver
4: Hayden nath uh, senior this year was a junior last year playing wide receiver he came in and played quarterback last year as well but he's a great athlete i think he's going to be a key for that team this year round rock
2: and then, I, and then the new one that you talk about is is Maynard in that district. But, yeah. I mean, they lost their quarterback, quarterback. They lost their running back. They lost some big-time pieces too. So maybe that is Ron Rock's district to lose this year.
3: Did they And they got back Zardovets, right, who transferred to LBJ last year, got injured in the first game. Right. And then he's now back at Maynard because Taylon
2: is, that is bass at Bastrop.
3: Drop. Mm-hmm. So quarterback shuffle in 25 6a
2: yeah not and then ollie scott came and took over that job for, yeah. for lbj so he kind of saw the writing on the wall there he was so he goes, was
3: there on the freshman He was there as a freshman on the varsity team he so, played so a little it goes bit. back goes back to manor
2: um so that'll that'll definitely be an interesting district and round rock is definitely i mean you you know they're going to be good but it's just a matter of like what is the ceiling for that team we saw it last year they lot they, they had an early exit to the playoffs um but that was kind of mason cochran's kind of coming out year and they yeah. miss a lot of guys. Um, on the defense that they were supposed to have this like light out defense but not all those pieces were on the field very often well
4: mason was also hurt against lake travis in that playoff game and he couldn't raise his raise his arm above his shoulder he had rib rib problems and he was he was it was rough for that game was rough for him against lake travis
2: uh, so a, as we kind of reminisce um, as we talk about seven on seven and the move forward to go backwards and reminisce on this uh, on this 2022 um athletic uh, calendar year um I, I i jotted down some notes of like statesmen's like awards that they give out um at, at their big banquet um so i'm going to read these off and then, then cameron nolan stop me if you if you have any notes to add about this but boys athlete of the year jarvis anderson from taylor high school we talked to their head coach um, last week, their new head coach, and he's just a guy that just kind of defines a program. I mean, mm-hmm. his story, um, having a disability, but being able to compete at the next level, he's going to SFA um, for, for track, was a big, big-time contributor for football as well. He wins Boys Athlete of the Year, Girls Athlete of the Year, McKenzie Bailey from Georgetown High School. Boys Team of the Year was the uh, swimming and diving team from Georgetown High School State Champions. Girls Team of the Year, Dripping Springs High School, their volleyball team. And then me and Nolan went to a bunch of their, like, kind of post-state championship celebrations. Mm-hmm. And, and that was really cool to see the the whole city of Dripping Springs rally around that uh, that volleyball program. And, and we've seen, I mean, McKenzie Plante from that team. She wins MVP of the state championship game. She's at Tennessee. Um, and then the Henley Anderson, the freshman, I mean, she's going, she's going crazy. She's mm-hmm. like on the U.S. like under-18 team. So she's, that, that's a program that's going to be good for years to come. The boys team coach of the year is uh, Callan Noakes, Westlake High School, uh, from Westlake High School. The girls' coach of the year, Michael Kane from Dripping Springs High School, the volleyball coach. We've talked to him. He's been on a couple of the Horn shows. Um, right after that, that that state championship run that the girls went on, the school spirit award went to Thrall High School. The baseball player what, what's, of the year. What goes into the school spirit
3: award? Is that just like you?
2: I mean, they probably had the most school spirit. I would okay. guess. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, especially like a, a school like Thrall, I mean, that's that's probably like as as Texas high school football as it gets. Like For when sure. you shut down For the town sure. and everyone goes into the game. Uh, but the Baseball Player of the Year, Cameron, who would you guess would win that award?
3: I would probably have picked someone from Westlake or maybe Travis Sakura from Round Rock, but oh for 2.
2: Yeah, Jonathan Gonzalez from Bowie High School. Yeah. I mean, he, he was like the most dominant piece of that Bowie High School team that did make the playoffs. Um, so it's interesting to see like someone that's not the big time names that we've had, that's not committed to Texas. Um, being named Baseball Player of the Year. Uh, Boys Basketball Player of the Year, Josiah Mosley from Stony Point High School. No surprise there. Have you seen, you, have you seen his, his social media lately? His
3: summer workout videos?
2: No, his offers. Recent oh, Texas
3: offer. He got an you offer go. from
2: Texas. He's getting, I mean, he this was like St. Mary's was like his only Division I offer coming into the season. And even right after the season ended, uh, came on the show and talked about kind of like being patient and knowing those offers are coming. But, I mean, he's got an offer from Texas. He's gotten some big-time basketball offers so big shout out to Josiah Mosley, the Boys Basketball Player of the Year. Girls Basketball Player of the Year was Jade Clack from Austin High, another mm-hmm. TCU commit. Uh, Boys Cross Country Runner of the Year, Kevin Sanchez from Vandergriff. Girls Cross Country Runner of the Year, Mackenzie Bailey from Georgetown. She also won Girls Athlete of the Year. Uh, Defensive Football Player of the Year, Colton Vosick from Westlake High School,
3: Cameron. There you go. And that UT commit.
2: Uh, D, uh, offensive football player of the year, Miles Coleman. I mean, I saw that. Uh, Congrats there was like to Miles
3: a, Coleman, by the way.
2: There was a yeah, a North Texas commit. Him and, and him. Alex Foster pretty much committing back to back. Alex Foster committing to Air Force, uh, but I saw a Dave Campbell's um, like graphic, and we talked about yeah. this when we had him on the show. But he's like the reti- returning receiving yards leader for the entire state. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how he does with a brand new quarterback, uh, girls soccer player of the year was Atley Lee from Westwood softball player. of The year was Is- Issa Torres from Georgetown high school boys track and field athlete of the year drivers Anderson. No surprise. There girls track and field athlete of the year was Carly Weisner, the Giddings high school thrower. Who's going to Texas A&M and the girls volleyball player of the year was uh, Mackenzie Plante from dripping Springs. Um, one more thing I wanted to note: going back to seven on seven, um, the last two seven on seven champions that we've had from the area 2017 like travis they went 13 and three during the football season and made it all the way to state lost to allen and before that westlake in 2015 went 14 and two lost to Galena park north shore and state so they say when we've had coaches on here talking about how they don't like seven on seven it's not real football but uh i mean we have a guy in here i mean adrian wilson who we're gonna talk to in a minute he went crazy in seven on seven and then the offers came soon thereafter but, I mean, judging off of these two pretty recent uh, winners,
4: it, it does translate a little bit, Cameron.
3: Didn't DeSoto win 7-on-7s seven last year, too? Yeah, they won 7-on-7 last
4: same. year. And I remember... Our team was insane. That team was crazy to watch in 7-on-7. Seven seven.
3: I have a
2: I have a friend that coaches at Smithson Valley, and I literally, on my drive home from a 7-on-7 seven seven, watching DeSoto win, I was like, dude, DeSoto's going to win state mm-hmm. in regular football. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it... Regular I, football. I, I think it definitely <laughs> matters. Um, but before we take a break... I want to go ahead and introduce our two in-studio guests. I'm going to start with the one right in front of me, Mr. J.J. Gerald Mays. What's up? Weiss, offensive lineman. How you doing, bro?
1: It's good. Great to be back.
2: Yeah. I mean, we talked to you at, at Waterloo back in the summer, and that was like, we were, were talking about kind of catching guys as they're rising. That was like the very beginning of your rise. And then this summer, you've you've gone to the camps and done your thing, and you're already starting to get some big-time interest. So how has this summer been for you?
1: Is it's been so like crazy because you know I got my first offer in the off season and I was like wow this is wild and then I went to a camp and then as soon as I was done with it they said uh, like both my camps they called me over said uh, we're gonna offer you I'm like I was smiling I couldn't uh, stop I thanked the coaches you know it was just been it's just been a wild summer for me so far
2: and speaking of wild summers the dude sitting next to him. Probably the guy at the wide receiver position in the state of Texas, I would say, Mr. Adrian Wilson. Recent TCU commit. Before you made that decision, how crazy was your summer?
0: Uh, My summer was actually really crazy. Um, I was going on visits almost every week. It was getting really tiring, flying and all that. But um,
2: definitely boiled down to a decision quick being at all those schools. And then real quick before we break, we, we, we talked about 7-on-7, seven seven and and I feel like it's like you're either one extreme or the other. You get the coaches that don't think it's, it, it's anything. It's not real football. And then you get the coaches. I mean, we, we had Derek Lewis, the, the loss-ahead coach, and he raves about 7-on-7 seven seven and how important it is. I mean, you're a guy that, like, reaps the benefits of 7-on-7. Seven seven. How, how do you think it does help actual football?
0: I would say it definitely helps for receivers and quarterbacks just so receivers can work on their routes and just different ways to run routes and quarterbacks can work through their reads. And uh, definitely Coach Lewis uh, helped with that a lot because uh, I went to Del Valley with him my freshman year, and he really uh, instilled the you need to play 7-on-7 seven seven in order to figure everything out going into your season.
3: Forgive me for asking this, Adrian, but did you play 7 on sevens this past this past summer? Uh, yes, sir, I did. What was your biggest takeaways from the opponents? You know, we'll get into your... Your 7-on-7s. Seven um, this is Adrian Wilson, the 7-on-7 the seven seven defensive okay. back, by the way.
2: DB, yeah.
0: dog. <laughs> uh, one takeaway was a lot of the hype that's around DBs and tackle football um, goes away in 7-on-7 seven because seven a lot of their coverage is not great at all.
3: Mm,
4: interesting.
2: It's Basically, saying, like, I just cooked everybody, and that's <laughs> yeah. why I, And then I got all these offers. Nobody so. touching me. But we're going to take a deeper dive into J.J. Mays and Adrian Wilson when we come back. flex atx 721 i'm zach Guerrero, nolan hogan in the what building up? cameron parker behind the glass adrian wilson jj gerald mays in the building let's jump let, let's jump into the conversation that we were having off air and you, you talk about adrian wilson being like a, the product of seven on seven but he's like the product of social media yeah. and I mean we saw the dude from Eastview that like caught the ball over over Tyree Hill at the Tyreek Hill camp um, but then like he went on and like like he was re- he wasn't like the biggest guy um, so we like really didn't like have the the, the physicality to translate to the next level but, I mean Adrian Wilson's had two viral videos and now he's committed to power five school um but you mentioned you were here a long time ago when for as a Del Valley kid when we had like we were like eight deep for Del Valley in here and you, and you didn't even talk. Like, that was before you, you, you didn't play. You hadn't played that much. And then the car video came out. And how did things get different for you when the car video came out? And, and for those that don't know, it, this is a this is radio, so you can't show no pictures. But um tell, tell them what you did. Thank you for did. clarifying that, oh so. Uh,
0: so, like, <laughs> about, like, a year and a half ago, I ran and jumped over a BMW. And then after that video. The I,
4: roof, not the hood. The roof. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, after I posted that video, it blew up and got, like, I think, like, half a million views and then uh, a lot of things changed and then like football started to get a little bit more run because coaches actually started to watch the film
2: yeah and then you're you're at wise you you start to play a little bit um and then this offseason you're playing juice seven on seven and you body somebody (laughs) and then how did things get different and so describe that video and then tell us how things got different after that uh
0: so like four months ago I went up and caught a ball like right hand inside hand on somebody like really high off the ground and right after I posted that video I think the next day I got a call from Texas State and then a couple hours later Texas Tech and then that kind of got things rolling and then the day after that I got a call from uh, UTSA and um colorado state and got those offers and then as that week went i got just kept offers just kept rolling in
4: so how does that go did that coach just call you and like hey we saw your tiktok video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want to come play we, for saw us? Your, we saw your
2: profile on instagram
0: so no uh jordan scruggs one of the uh, um, round rock guys for mm-hmm. the recruiting he's actually um one of the 24 7 guys for ut yeah. he posted the video And then a lot of coaches saw it from there and kind of blew it from
3: there. That's so funny. Coaches were scrolling for Libby Dunn videos and didn't see Adrian Wilson. (laughs) All right.
2: But um, so, yeah, Adrian Wilson, Gerald Mays, two wise high school players, um, offensive lineman, wide receiver, um, one uncommitted and one recently committed to TCU. Um, But, Gerald, before we went to break, uh, we we talked about recruiting, and, and I feel like you've always had this this upside and people like had a lot of expectation on you because of your size as a freshman like you were young you were playing varsity as a freshman um but it wasn't even so much like how you were playing but it was like your your frame and how big you were um but now you're turning that into being really successful at camps you you, you're looking forward to a a really big time season for you coming up this year and, and knowing your role on the offense um what was it like for you as a young kid like kind of having that expectation and then how have you in, in, in turn like put that into your off season
1: work so when I first you know came and they a coach told me oh you finna be on varsity I, I I was super excited I flipped but then after that it was kind of like pressure started building cause I was thinking like oh I just went from 8th grade straight to the highest level that you can get in Texas 6'8 varsity football and so I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, I need to work because if I don't do that, I won't be able to get ready for this season. And so like whole offseason I was lifting, mostly working on my technique so I can get ready for that varsity level. And you know, stuff like that just to really get me, you know, get me so I can like compete with these other older guys on that level of football.
2: And then so you, you mentioned like coming straight from eighth grade and, and your next time you play football after eighth grade football with like seven people in the stands, including your parents, um, the next one into that is is, is varsity um, at the field. What is what was what did you think it was going to be like, and then what was it like when, once you actually stepped on the field on Friday night?
1: So I thought, see, because I didn't even like know how big the stadium was, and so I wa- So I first thought, okay, it's a varsity football game. It's obviously going to be bigger than uh, our stadium. I didn't think it was going to have that many people. So I walked in. I'm like, dang, it's loud. And it was like so much hype. You heard everyone, you know, cheering. And then like the first snap went off. And then I was like, man, this is this. Was, it, this is great because like I, I was so happy just to be in that moment right there.
2: And then I and then I assume when you're when you're playing middle school football, you're like bullying everybody.
1: No, I sucked. Really? <laughs> I was I was terrible. I learned. But well, they were running between your legs or what? Oh, no. I, I was able to stop people, but, like, I was bad. Like, if, if someone was a little too fast, I wouldn't move. Uh, I got to where I was. I had. A, I got with my trainer, and I got to where I was in about four months. Wow. Just learn uh, learning technique, because I've always been a really fast learner. And after that, you know, I went over there. I tried to do my best in summer camp, and then all this happened.
2: And then, so, do you remember your first, like, welcome to varsity football moment? Like, you mentioned, because both times we've talked to you, you've mentioned, like, realizing how strong these dudes are. Do you remember your first, like, big, like, moment of, like, oh, dang, this is, these guys are for real?
1: I went against Chad. Yeah? Oh, That's yeah. basically it. In practice? And he, uh, knocked me over, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember <that. laughs> I <laughs> yeah. that. And it, I was like, okay, I need, I, I get what I need to do <laughs> now. At that moment, A feature D one player in chat.
4: Yes, yeah, Chata Recent recent commit to UNLV. UNLV. Oh, so, okay.
3: Let me ask you about that because you guys have how many D one commits from this past year on your team and guys who have had offers? Because you have Peyton Morgan, right?
0: We have me, Peyton Styles, JJ, Chad. Jaquez, one of our newer receivers. Um, oh,
1: that's ja- yeah, Jaquez. Um, the quarterback,
0: he just committed to North Texas Jax. too, right? Yeah, he, he just Jax. committed to North Texas. We have Jacks um it's a, it's a big we have josh people. we won't go into what happened with josh austin but josh austin has an offer he just hasn't posted that one yet because he, um, he
1: doesn't he he does not know how to post it we're trying to help him right now he doesn't <laughs> he, he's not know what he's like, doing can't figure out the ground nah, he, no, like, he
0: got offered by k-state like a while ago and then he just told us in the group chat and we were like why didn't you post
2: it you he was put, Like, I mean, you gotta
1: put ag tg <laughs> he said, he said, he said, he said that since it wasn't official he shouldn't post it. I had to tell him that you won't get an official offer to your junior. All my offers are unofficial.
4: Yeah.
1: Everyone's offers besides like Peyton's and Chad's are unofficial. Yeah. And so like he, he was like, Oh. And so oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> Well at least he had at least he has a good group of guys that can help him because I mean Let's say, yeah, Weiss is
2: so good they're getting dudes they have, are getting offers that don't don't even know how to get offers. Yeah, <laughs> like,
4: Wait, hold on, how do I post this? That's awesome. So are y'all like writing out his little paragraph form? Yeah, or? we're
2: trying to make that form right now. <laughs>
4: That's lit. we're
1: trying to yeah, trying to like, you know. Yeah, ag uh, agtg. Yeah. After a great Remember, conversation
0: with, blessed to have an offer from. Yeah, you know, they're making, they're making a template. Dude, got the
1: template. It's scripted <laughs> out. What is it's it? Called? Fill in the blank <laughs> at all the coaches. Hashtag uh, K State football. Something hashtag like that. Hashtag recruit wise, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah.
3: Looking up the coach's Twitter handle to make sure you get the right coaches' tag. <laughs> right.
1: O line coach, head coach. Oh, I forgot somebody.
3: JJ for you. So was Baylor your first offer? Or? No, Nebraska was. Okay, so getting offers so young. How have you been able to handle that process? And who are you relying on heavily? I mean you got some great seniors and juniors that have also gone through the same thing that you have go through this process. What's it been like for you?
1: Well, I like so when I, I got that offer, i f- first thing is because I I've never really talked with the Nebraska coaches too much. And so I uh, when he came, I was like, oh snap. Is this Matt Rule? Uh, no, this-, this was I'm pretty sure this was a DB coach. Okay. He showed up to see Peyton. And then Coach Hugh showed him my film, and he offered me on the spot right there. And I was like, oh, snap. And so every, everyone, like, got hyped. I went back because we were doing our warm-ups, and everyone jumped on me, basically. <laughs> and they all told me what's basically, one and a half after that, you got your first Power 5 offer. A bunch more is probably going to mm-hmm. come in soon. And they really got me like, you got to get used to this now because a lot more big stuff is going to happen.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Coach Duncan wasn't going to let him get too big-headed either.
1: <laughs>
4: I mean, once you, once you get that first offer, they kind of just kind of start dominoing. They fall in line, yeah.
2: And, and I think you're perfect, Adrian, to, to to talk about that. I mean, you've had, like, the craziest. Yeah. I mean, you've had, like, I would compare it to Austin Novosad, honestly. Like, last year, I mean, he was just committed to Baylor because I was, like, one of his only offers. Yeah. And then he went crazy at, at, at Elite 11, 7-on-7 seven seven at Elite 11, just yeah. like you. And then you just bang, bang, bang right after that. And that's kind of what happened to you. I mean, yeah. you, you had the offers from the camp scene, I feel like, in 7-on-7, seven seven, and then something just clicked, and then that domino uh, effect happened. Can you talk about just how crazy that was in the, the recruiting? And and I'm, I remember talking to Braylon James one time at 7-on-7 seven seven when he was at Del Valley, mm-hmm. and we were all sitting around talking, like hanging out, and his dad came, and he was like uh, Kirby Smarts on the phone. And he, like, went and FaceTimed Kirby Smart and then sat back down and was like, oh, I got an offer from from Georgia. That's
3: insane. That's is that, insane has, is
2: that what it's been like for you?
0: Yeah, that's what it's been like. It was definitely crazy because, like, I would leave trainings. And, like, uh, my last offer was Louisville. And when I left that training, I was just sitting in my friend's car. And the coach said, uh, he texted me and said, shoot me a call. And I called him. We were on the phone for like thirty minutes because Coach McGee will talk somebody's ear off for sure. <laughs> and uh, we were on the phone for like thirty minutes, and he was like, um, "Did I forget to offer you?" And I was like, uh, uh... "I think so." He's like, "All right, then you got the offer." Then we got off the phone, and then he called me back again, and we kind of talked about when I could get on campus. But um, that's... did I forget to offer you? So <laughs> that's
1: kind of how Tech offered me. Yeah, because I, I did the camp. I was on the drive home because we drove from here to Lubbock, yeah. and. Like halfway through it, they uh, they called me and it's a but all it was like all of the coaches just in one room. I talked with, uh, with um, Zach Kitley for a little bit, and then the O line coach came and said, "Oh yeah, we offered you," and I am like, "Oh, okay," and I I was just started smiling. I couldn't, you know, it was it was like I was uh. Feel a lot of emotions
3: right there. So speaking of Texas Tech, obviously y'all read, y'all were the same black and red colors and Adrian. I think your cousins with Tyree, right? Who yes, was sir. just graduated from Texas Tech, top ten draft pick. Was there any you thought about going to tech at all or for you, Adrian, being offered by him, or kind of you wanted to be a little bit closer to the home, Dallas Fort Worth area or
0: uh, I definitely thought about it. But um, their receiver room got pretty packed pretty quick in this last 24 class. And um, I definitely wanted to go there because me and Peyton grew up together, going to elementary school with each other and things. So uh, when he first got tech, we kind of talked about, like, that could be a possibility to go to the same school. But uh, the TCU was just the place to be, so I kind of made that decision really early.
3: Saw them in the national championship and saw Quentin Johnston do his thing, yeah. Yes, and then so,
2: so you kind of hinted at it there, recently committed to TCU – um, so I, we were talking to Rod Babers, who's on the show right before us. He, he played DB at Texas. He, he played a cup of tea in the league as well. Um, he, so we, we talked about your commitment. He was like, wow, that, that's crazy. Because I feel like he's still got a lot of offers to come. Um, for you, what made you want to pull the trigger to TCU? Um, and then what is the rest of your... I mean, high school career, I mean, because your recruiting journey is, I mean, you committed to TCU, but I mean, in terms of getting offers, you're far from done. Yeah. So what is the rest of your kind of re- recruiting journey going to look like after this?
0: So I wouldn't say my recruitment is closed, but I've kind of found a home as of right now. A lot of schools are going to try to get me to flip, but I'm going to try to stay as true as possible to where I'm at. Um, like a lot of schools have already tried to kind of get me to change that decision already. But I feel like the thing that really made, the de- made me make my decision so soon was relationships like a lot of things that I really care about was relationships and coach Kelly being the receiver coach there. And that was one of the first camps I went to. And he kind of moved me up from the f- 25 group, which that at the time was being eighth grade group to the 23 group. And I was still doing good. And he kind of told me that to, if you do good this year, we'll give you that offer. And he followed through with that. And that kind of meant a lot.
2: Um, one, one for you, one more for you, and then I have one for both of y'all and then we'll take a quick break. Um, Will Hammond has kind of gone viral lately. I mean, obviously he went and and went crazy. He went crazy at Elite Eleven, and um, he's kind of gone viral for talking about like how he's not talking to any other schools other than Tech. I mean, he came in here on our show and said like, "I'll text the coaches and say thank you, but I'm not visiting anybody else." Um, But then you mentioned it there, like you you're you're happy with TCU, you want to go there, your home is TCU, but you're not going to close your recruiting, which I feel like is being fair to yourself, to, to being able, because this all has happened so fast to you, there's still way more to come. Um, what, like, how how was that fair to you? Like, how are you going to still, like, hear these offers and see these new opportunities, but still have TCU in the back of your mind? And was it ever, what, ha, is it hard to, like, talk to these coaches knowing, like, I really want to go to TCU?
0: I wouldn't say it was hard talking to coaches because obviously getting offered is a great thing and, like, it's going to boost recruitment and, like, uh, ratings and things. But I feel like Really, talking to coaches moving forward from now on, I would really just let them know, like, TCU is home, so if you still would like to offer moving on from here, you can. And I, I might get on campus. I might not just because what the decision I've made, if you're, if you're out of state, far, I might not come on campus. If you're in Texas, I might give you a visit. But as of right now, I feel like TCU is the place to be.
2: Um, and then the last one before we take a break for both of you guys. Um so we've had we've had Peyton in here a bunch of times that's my boy and and every time he's in here he tells rod hey texas is my dream school texas <laughs> is my dream school i don't know if he i don't know if he knows like that rod just does radio he's not like, <laughs> he's not on the coaching staff <laughs> but he always he, he'll tell rod like texas is my dream school texas is my dream school um and we are like the texas radio station um so what would a texas offer mean uh to, i'll start with you jj like being a, like being here in Austin. The, the school right down the street, the school that you see everybody, all your friends rocking, and you see on TV every Saturday. What would a Texas offer mean to you?
1: Texas is one of my top schools I would love to have. Like, Texas is in that top three for sure. So, if I had Texas, I would like, you know, that I would be so, so happy because, I you know, obviously growing up in Texas, UT has always been a big thing, a uh, big part of my life. So, that would, yeah, that would be crazy if I had a Texas offer. I would love that.
2: And then for you, Adrian, like to get an offer from the hometown team, and I mean, I know you've you've been at camps and you've been around the program, but for them to like pull the trigger on on you, what would that mean? So
0: it would be a, it would be huge, just strictly because it is Texas and UT is the program of UT. Um, I still talk to Coach um, Jackson to this day. Coach Jackson still talks to Coach Lewis to tell him things that I should work on in case he does offer moving forward, which would be really cool, and that would be like something that I would look really forward to.
2: They just, they, they just tell you like you need to jump over like this model of car and then we'll yeah. offer you or...
0: uh that's really just like the little it's little it's really little things at this point like he told me like I'm I am college ready but there's little things that he wants me to do in order to be like above and beyond like starter as a freshman ready
2: that's awesome all right we're gonna go rapid fire with the Weiss boys when we come back it's Flex. TX, 740, Zach Lucero, Nolan Hogan, Cameron Parker, Adrian Wilson, the TCU commit, J.J. Mays. Coming soon to a, I mean not soon, but coming eventually to a college stadium near you,
3: undecided. 66 days away from the first snap of college football, I think, what is it, to high school? Even even shorter? Even shorter, yeah. So, the Weiss boys in the studio um, Before we get the rapid fire, sec, yeah. I wanted to ask um, the guys about Will Hammond and, and the quarterbacks going to the next season. They, they shot some looks at each other during our discussion on about seven-on-sevens in the upcoming season. So I want to – I mean, these guys know the quarterbacks better than, than we do. Mason Cochran, uh, maybe Deuce Adams at Vanderbilt. Uh, what do you guys look Jax, at? Jax. Jax is their yeah. guy. What do you guys think in terms of you know the schools you're watching out for this next season or you think will be contenders, including Round Rock, Vanderbilt, all of them?
0: Oh, uh, one thing I'll say off first thing is somebody in our district uh, will, that's someone that is going to be an issue for sure for our defense. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to like, obviously, I I trust in our defense to stop him. But seeing what he did last year and seeing how much bigger he got it got moving into this year, I know he'll definitely be an issue and we play them last game of the season. And that's like our district rivalry game. So we're definitely going to be at his neck, but that's something we're a little worried about.
3: That was an insane game. It felt like you guys had a shot to win. It felt like Huddle had a shot to win. It went back and forth. I think you finished with 370 passing yards in that game as well. Yeah. Imagine how we felt. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> that was the last game of the season, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, the
4: crazy thing about Will, it always gets me like, like it boggles my mind as you see him, and you're like, oh, palka passer. He slings it around the yard. He can, but he runs the ball can, more than the running back. He had yeah. more rushing yards yeah, than the running back last he was rushing leader, yeah.
3: Crazy. So, do you think Round Rock is the team to beat in 25 6A, or do you think it's still going to be Vandergrift?
4: So, them being
0: our week one matchup, um, I'll say uh, it's Vandergrift. Smart man.
3: Nice. Smart man. <laughs> 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 um, last one for you about. Sony Dykes loves that answer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, we, we talked about seven on seven. I mean, you played seven on seven both ways in seven on seven. Yes, sir. Um, did it surprise you that Round Rock won state? And then. From 7-on-7, seven seven, were there some other schools in the area that surprised you maybe?
0: Um, Round Rock definitely didn't surprise me because when we were there, I stayed back to watch some of their games. And uh, Leonard at receiver was a bit scary. Yeah. 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 He, he had some crazy deep passes that he caught. But he's been like the guy that he's really shifty, even on the punt returns last year. Mm-hmm. He was a really shifty guy. So watching him run routes wasn't too surprising. A team that really did surprise me was how far Buda Johnson made it. hmm they made, it pretty, they made it a lot farther than I thought they did, and they even knocked off uh, a good Brian Vikings team.
2: And then did it seem like – so DeSoto dropped out early this year in 7-on-7. Yeah. Seven seven. Did it seem like the competition was, like, a little lower at State this year? Or do you think there was just, I mean, the heat, and do you think there were just some upsets? I mean, it was
0: definitely hot. It was hot out there. But um, I think what it was, there was a lot of good matchups early. Like, DeSoto ended up l- knocking out Lake Belton – early on in the day so that was definitely a game that took out a lot of energy from a lot of players because going back and forth with players like Micah Hudson back and forth all day that was definitely a back and forth scoring day then they had to go straight to another game and play they were probably definitely tired and I'm pretty sure they did lose the game right after that Lake Belton game
3: yeah are you surprised seeing Lake Belton exit early and I mean they've got three or four athletes on that that squad that are D1 guys including Micah Hudson I mean they must be just straight up athletes right
0: uh, yeah, they're definitely straight up athletes. But I'll say DeSoto's defense was also straight up athletes, and I can also say that because we played, ended up playing, having to play them first round in the playoffs, and yeah. they they're definitely some athletes, and they didn't just let anything happen. They had to move Micah around a lot in order to get him the matchup he wanted, and even then, it was hard for him to catch the ball.
2: Are you are you cool with him with Micah Hudson? Yeah, I have
0: trained with him with hooks and things. So
2: are there are are there any um like you committed to TCU, and then we saw it like last year with the uh, with the. Um with Arch Manning and, and people, like are there any like other big time re- like recruits that you talk to? Like, hey, like where are you leaning? Like, are you thinking of TCU with me? Like, how does that work? Like being in that kind of that that bubble?
0: Uh the moment I committed, I called Peyton. Cause I know Peyton uh, has TCU pretty high on his list. So I called <laughs> him, tried to get him to commit. He's gonna take his time with his commitment. Uh he won't even tell me where he's going. So yeah that's one person. Another person was the uh the Limerman kicker from um Yeah from uh what school is that? South Carol. Yeah, That's, South Lake yeah, Carol. He's yeah. like the
4: number one kicker, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's the number one kicker in the nation. I talked to him too. Then. He ended up committing earlier today, which was that was pretty big. Time. I was looking at his, where did he land at. He uh, committed
4: to TCU. Oh, okay. I was Man, looking TCU at his Twitter gonna, fans <laughs> gonna love you, <laughs> you A dude. Yeah. That recruits kickers to the school. Come on. <laughs> well, he not, has like not just six. He's, he's like re- six star kicker in his bio. Yeah, he
0: has, he's a six star kicker somehow. So Crazy. That's pretty. He's six to 200 pounds as a kicker. So Man, in the wrong position. If we, if we wanted him to fake a run, if we wanted him to <laughs> fake a kick and run it, he can definitely do yeah, that. He need to just that
2: give you a star. Y'all be both at five stars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so JJ. Um. We talked about like the quarterbacks and some of the defenses coming on. I mean, we don't see it in seven on seven, but the defensive lines. Are there any defensive lines? I mean, matchups that you had last year that you that you know coming into next year are going to be some of your tougher matchups.
1: Well, you no, know, Round Rock's lost some of their players, but I've I trained with uh, one of their D linemen. For, uh, you know, and they're still like their D line still going to be pretty tough to go against. Uh, you know Judson, they lost their um, their big guy, that four star. But like, even the other players, the younger ones, they were all really good. So the uh, D line I'm most worried about right now is Round Rock. You know, first game, you know, and they still have a lot of uh, you know dogs over there.
2: Hey, but you're you're D one, JJ yeah, now. Not, dude. Not, know you're,
1: <laughs> you're not you're you're not
2: stuck in the mud, JJ. You're D one, JJ now. Um, last question before rapid fire, um, Coach Hughes. Uh, Talk to us about him getting named that job. I mean, people love Coach Van, so Coach Hughes taking over that job. What is your relationship like with him? What is it like uh, playing under Coach Hughes? Well, I would
0: say me and JJ definitely both have a good relationship with him. I'll let him speak on that himself. Just both of us being on offense, of course, we probably both have a great relationship with him being being our offensive coordinator last year. But uh, one thing I'll say is a lot changed when he became the head coach. Guys started lifting a lot more weights. We started running a lot faster just – we started to look bigger, stronger, and faster and as a program, not just as individual players. Just we became a better team and came stronger in the weight room a lot.
1: Um, Coach Hughes, like, yeah, I, I have a great uh, great relationship with Coach Hughes. He's helped with so much with my recruiting. He's market, marketed me to other coaches. He helped um, me get my recruit visit set up. So he has done so much for me this past summer, and uh, I've been really happy about it.
2: Adrian, do you ever talk to Coach Acosta anymore? Or did, did, did he help you recruiting at all? Because I mean, Coach Acosta is like the recruiting, the, the recruiting guy. over when uh, we were at Del Valle.
0: So uh, he currently has me blocked on Twitter. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Dang. <laughs> there's there's that. That's so That's... yeah.
2: Shout, out Coach, <laughs> Shout, out, Coach Shout
0: out Coach Hughes. Shout out Coach Hughes. Uh, Shout out Coach
3: Hughes. Uh, <laughs> grown men blocking people on Twitter. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's get into the rapid
2: fire.
4: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> anyway. Before, I want to ask about uh, Jax Brown. Because last season it seemed like he didn't have the season y'all wanted to. He had, he had a great year. he, had a he good did have a job. He did have a good season, year. Yeah. Didn't have the job the whole year. But uh, what are y'all ex- expecting from him this year?
0: A definite bounce back.
1: Yeah. Um, Last Best year. Best quarterback in district. Uh, oh, yeah. Definite
0: bounce back. Definite bounce Over back. Over Will?
1: I'll take him over
0: Will. I'll take him over Will strictly because uh, I'll take our receiver core over Will's receiver core as well. But uh, he's definitely gonna have a definite bounce back. He had to share reps with our receiver quarterback last. I mean, our senior quarterback last year. He ended up tearing his ACL against Temple. Oh. So that was yeah, that was his big setback last year. That's why he ended up not playing that much. But I'm um, he ended up throwing for like I think two thousand yards in the time he did play. Yeah. So that's wow. that's crazy stats right there. And I think he only played like our first four or five games He played our first four yeah so him throwing that many yards in that short of time he's definitely gonna come out with this new receiver core and new haircut yeah yeah he's he has a different mindset when we, right we
4: now. saw him at westwood we were like who is that like yeah. who is that new guy and it was like oh it's jacks brown he's got a haircut he, yeah, got, he got that, he he got got that, that will he's haircut. He's, he's a lot bigger, bigger too. too he, he got put on about 10 15
0: pounds in the uh the hughes workout regimen so that's good
2: all right so rapid fire um both of y'all I'll start with you. Uh, I'll start with you, Adrian. If you had a walkout song, like they do, like in fighting and boxing and stuff, what would be your your walkout?
0: Uh, so y'all ever heard like the the weird song that uh, TCU plays when they walk out, like the hypno toad song? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that one.
3: <laughs> 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 Is that why you committed? Cause of the hypno toad? <laughs> Definitely the <a> hypno <laughs> yeah. yeah. All
2: right, for you, JJ. What would be your walkout song? Anything yeet. Like? I'll play. I'll play double. <laughs> okay.
3: Anything, anything. interesting? You play a
2: mashup. Um. All right. So, supposedly next summer the NCAA football game comes out. Say they made a, a 2023 UIL football game. What overall would would your character be? Uh Start with you, JJ. And what would be? So, what would your overall be? And then what would be like your best attribute? Like your best. What would your like X factor
1: be? X factor. Yeah. Oh, what, what? <laughs> that's hard.
2: So first, what? What's your overall?
1: My overall. Uh, I'll go with, like. High 80s,
2: like an like 88, 88,
1: 89, solid, solid. and X Factor. I'm a pulling type of guard or like pulling O linemen in general. Awareness, so, huh?
4: Is so
2: like impact block? Where like yeah, something,
1: I would do something to hit someone hard. All right,
2: Adrian, for you, what's your what's your overall, and what's then up? what's your best uh, statistic? I'm definitely
0: biased, so I'm gonna put myself in the high 90s. No, not high 90s. I'll give myself like a 93. My X Factor would definitely be double me because that's definitely what you're going to have to do and in fresh, coverage. That triangle. Yeah, you're it's definitely going to have to yeah. yeah. it. <laughs> <you> <laughs> the one hand, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, JJ, what's your favorite meal that uh, your family
1: makes? My dad's fried chicken Ooh. by far. It's so good.
4: Homemade? Homemade. It's Dang. so good.
2: Um, Adrian, what's the go-to after a win meal? Where do you, where do, where where do you go?
0: Canes right by the school over there in um Canes? Yeah, Stonehill Canes. Well you don't even have to get Dude, food. That's just where the team goes. Have
4: you ever tried doing Dude. like double frying the chicken instead of just one fry?
0: Yeah, I replaced the uh the coleslaw with double fries for sure.
4: Nice. No, so, double double frying the chicken, like they dip it twice in the Oh, I've while? seen that before. No, We've never done it. I've I never done that, that in my it. life. Oh, even, you could do that. It makes yeah. it yeah. They just crispier, it makes
1: crispier. I, when I go to Canes, I replace the coleslaw with extra uh, toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one oh, no, no just goes and says,
2: uh, "Have you ever listened to <laughs> 104.9 The Horn? Do you know my dad? Uh, can you please double fry my chicken?
4: Can you post up my mail, dude? So, um, <laughs>
2: so Hendrickson goes to Waterburger and y'all go to Canes, or how does that? How does that work? How do y'all divvy canes up? Canes and
1: the... IHOP. It's so
0: somehow, somehow, us and Hendrickson end up at the same spot. But most of the time when we show up, they'll be leaving. Because you know we were in Pflugerville.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is if you played another sport? What sport would it be, and not not a traditional sport? And band doesn't count. i
1: Not <laughs> not counting band. Uh, so like
2: don't, like you can't just say like basketball or like. Dang, I'll do that's shot the play. only
1: other sport I really played. No, I got there. I got my answer
2: already. No, uh, and it's not one you like have played. Like one you would try. Can i would put play. my answer
0: in now. Yeah, put, go ahead. Adrian. I, I would play cricket. That would you be my cr- sport, really? yes. Well, be what like, position would you be? I don't even know the positions. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I'll become the goat at cricket.
2: <laughs> dude, you I can, play
4: rugby. There's like, they only have like a know. couple outfielders. You could just play outfield in Rome.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd stick to rugby. Ian Reed. Ian Reed was like the star rugby player <laughs>
2: for Vandegrift, the yeah. dude that plays offensive line at at uh at Clemson now. Yeah. Yeah. I know
1: nothing about rugby. I just know that you get in a lot of hit, hits and, hits uh, and you, uh, throw, you run the ball. I can run the ball for the first time ever.
2: Um... Similar question, if you could play another position, what position would you play? Uh definitely not you can't say DB.
0: Nah, not DB. I would play JJ's position because I think I'm huge. <laughs> in my mind I'm 6'8 for real. But you so, got like
2: seven foot wings, man. That's what so I'm saying. So work.
0: I would really just Stop. pancake everybody, including Chad, because I'm I'm like that for real. You just cut everybody <laughs> <laughs> Playing
2: playing tight end. You Dive play with with tight end? Tight end. Are you, do you have good hands?
1: I can catch, yeah. Dude, sometimes big dudes have, like,
2: crazy, crazy good hands. Crazy
4: hands
1: sometimes. Oh, those are just big hands. See, I'm a little slow for a tight end, but I'm fast for an O-lineman, so I'm, like, right in between. Put him in, uh, in red uh, zone. Bro. Have him yeah. run the two-yard fade. Oh. JJ Watt fade. Come on, now. <laughs> <laughs> quick quick. turnaround. Yeah, catch
4: it. a little hitch route. Come on.
2: Um, what's a game that you have circled for next year?
0: Round Rock, LBJ, Temple, Harker Heights, Huddo.
4: Basically everyone Every game Really every game Is a statement game But those Yo. are the games
0: That are the most Statement games right now Cause those are the games That we lost
1: Definitely LBJ Because LBJ like, has three
0: circles Around it
1: I don't like LBJ to get that one Why back? not Cause they talk too much trash And they They
0: man. blocked us from Going into our own Locker room Yeah they,
1: they literally Circle around our Whole locker room <laughs> Just to talk trash Dang I, don't, I don't push <laughs> Like at halftime We
0: couldn't even go Into our own locker room And then they had to Pull us and we literally Just sat in the end zone Like a pop Warner halftime. It's
4: like Ohio State, <laughs> Michigan stuff. Like, that. You know, like, we, like they were, like they were so annoying. We,
1: like gotta, we literally we just got had to, to sit built. outside
0: of the locker room,
1: um, be the bigger person. What's
2: you know? one player on your team that you you think is going to have like a breakout season? Jalen Brazel. I was about to say that. You can't, you can't you can't. You can't take what he said.
1: You have to say new one. Louis. <sighs> Louis. Lewis Harmio. <laughs> Lewis. Lewis. Lewis yes. yes. Those
0: those those two slots right there are going to have breakout seasons.
1: They're nice. Um,
2: and oh, then, and uh,
1: Stokes, Jason Stokes, the receiver, core, just yeah, our, the receiver core. Yeah, the receiver core. Basically, our receiver core is <laughs> gonna have some crazy. Um, so if you're you're
2: talking to you're talking to TCU, you're talking to to the schools that you're going that, that you're visiting, and, and you're trying to get offers from. So for you, Adrian, if you're talking to a TCU fan, what type of player are they getting in Adrian Wilson?
0: A great player and a great man off the field. That's something I'll say. You're getting a great player because, like, obviously you can check the film and all that, and I check all the boxes, of course. And But off the field, I'm a great man. So, like, you'll see someone in the community trying to help as well.
2: And then for you, JJ, like so, when you when you're telling these coaches and they're saying like, why should I offer you? What do, what are you telling them? What what type of player is, is JJ Mays?
1: Well, I, I always tell them, you know, I'm really really athletic for offensive lineman. Like I'm faster than most of them. I can move, but I'm still strong enough to where I can still get some someone off the line. And I always, I uh, tell them I'm a, also a good person. I help the community out. Like I'll go pick out tr- pick up trash. I'll help all that stuff. And. I always just, I try and tell them like the best parts about my game. Like for me, it's probably pulling and pass blocking. And yeah, it's uh, basically all the stuff I tell the college coaches.
2: Um, and finally, uh, who's the GOAT of football?
1: It's
3: uh, uh, <laughs> a loaded question, Zach.
1: Hey, you know?
4: The GOAT O lineman of football. How about oh, that? Oh, Trent Williams. Okay. Oh, That's wh- fair.
3: Major, who's the GOAT of football? Just
2: period.
0: Just GOAT of football, period. Is um, it Tom Brady? No. Oh. <laughs> Not Tom Brady, he's he uh, he's
1: great, but like he isn't the most skilled in my opinion.
4: He's, uh, he's he has the most. Yeah, I would he just has have to say accolades. Randy
0: Moss, because like who else just catches on someone and says you got Moss? Like you can't <laughs> yeah. just like throw a dime and say you got Brady. That doesn't that doesn't work. <laughs> it just
1: <laughs> like it has to be Brady. it has
2: to be Randy Moss.
1: And the best that's center fair. of all times, Jason Killson.
2: So hopefully, uh, hopefully Jax is out time? there, Brady and some people this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. I'll say that to him a couple
0: times in some jokes. but
2: Adrian Wilson, J.J. Wilson. Mays. You got Wilson. That could be one that's That's definitely going to be one that's coming up. <laughs> you got A.W. <laughs> all right, J.J., who are you shouting out to?
1: Uh, shout out to my, uh, my parents, my team. Um, shout out to Adrian for uh, telling me to come here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, shout out to my coaches. Adrian,
2: Adrian Wilson. Uh,
0: Definitely like to shout out JJ, um, of course. um, The team, all the parents of the team, my parents, and just anybody supporting Weiss football.
4: Nolan Hogan. Uh, Shout out my family. Shout out my dad. Shout out the boys for pulling up. And shout out Zach and Cam. Last Flex show. Cameron
2: Parker.
3: Uh, You too, Zach and Nolan for holding it down, for putting on there. Without you guys, we would not have this current Flex ATX format. Right.
2: I'm Zach Lucero at FLXATX on our social media. At Zach ain't whack on my social media. Shout out to Adrian Wilson for putting this all together. It was like seven. It was like six fifteen. He was supposed <laughs> to be here at seven. He was like, "Should I still come?" I was like, "Yes, you just still come." <laughs> and shout out to JJ Mays for pulling up. Uh, shout out to Corey Mose for helping us throughout the season last show K-B of the Corey. year. It's been fun. Shout out to Austin Radio Network. Shout out all my G's. Shout out God. Shout out gang. It's Flex.